Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. The Whiskey Mistress, and it's her show. Hi, this is Debbie Shoker on Believe in the Whiskey Mistress on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Do you believe? Sakura, cherry blossoms. It sort of symbolizes Japan for us here in the West, and for me, they really represent spring. Here in Southern California, it will soon be purple tree season, and I will be very giddy when the jacarandas are in full bloom. But right now, when spring is just whispering its first hellos, the cherry blossom trees are making me smile. Now stick with me here. This, This train of thought is headed to Whiskey Talk. My cherry blossom tree is just beginning to bud out. Little pink tips peeking out. I'm really excited about that because when it goes dormant during the winter, there's there's always this little nagging concern, this doubt that maybe it's dead and it won't come back in the spring. And when it does, the beautiful pink blossoms are stunning and short-lived. But for that time, those few days, maybe maybe a couple of weeks, there's a loveliness to it all that... Well, it just brings me extra joy. Recently, I was asked what I thought about plum whiskey. A good friend had given me a bottle of Akasha Ume, a plum whiskey, technically a liqueur, from the Aigashima distillery near Kobe, west of Osaka, Japan. And I have to say, it was a very tasty plum whiskey. But with my cherry blossom tree beginning to effloresce, I wondered if any of the creative distilleries in Japan had made spirits incorporating the cherry blossom. And of course they have. The one that caught my attention is Kanade Sakura, a new craft liqueur from Suntory, one of the biggest Japanese distillers. It's made with the cherry blossom tree leaves as well as the petals, and it's said to be really sweet with the soft scents of the soft scent of cherry blossoms. Hard to come by here at the moment. It's close to $100 even if you can find it online. No, I haven't tasted it. But as I gaze lovingly at the blossoms on my tree, I'm reminded that I'm often asked what I think about Japanese whiskey. And... It's a question different than most of the ones I'm asked. There's there's a, a sort of a wonderment behind it, much like the wonder as the cherry blossoms effloresce. There's a fascination right now with all things Japan, so why not also with whiskey? And for the Japanese, that's whiskey without the E. I won't go so far as to review uh, Japanese whiskey today, but in honor of cherry blossom season and the cherry blossom festivals everywhere, let's talk about it. Japanese whiskey is hot now, even though it's come to our attention, most of us, in the last five or ten years. But it starts out with one man, Masataka Taketsuru. Masataka Taketsuru was born in Hiroshima in 1894. 
He graduated from a technical high school in 1916 and landed a job with a company that had decided it was going to make the first Japanese whiskey. So they sent young Masataka, who was what? 24, to Scotland. Now, remember, that was back when you had to take a boat. It probably took weeks, maybe even a month, just to get there. And they sent him to Scotland to learn about whiskey. Well, Masataka enrolled at the University of Glasgow and he studied organic chemistry. And while he was there, he interned at both the Longmorn Distillery in Speyside and the Hazelburn Distillery in Campbelltown. Longmorn is still in operation. Hazeltown, oh, excuse me, uh, Hazelburn, unfortunately, is not. But while Masataka was in Scotland, perhaps the best thing that happened was that he met his wife, Rita Cohen, the love of his life, and he of hers. It was different times, but they were in love, and they got married against their family's wishes. You'll be glad to know it was one of those forever marriages. And the happily ever after couple traveled back to Japan in 1920 to begin their lives together. They unfortunately never had children of their own, but Masataka became the father of Japanese whiskey. The company that had originally sent him to Scotland to learn the art and science of whiskey making had scuttled its whiskey project, but Masataka picked up a 10 year contract with a company called Kotobukiya. This company would later change its name to Suntory. Now, remember that part because it's relevant later. Masataka supervised the construction of the Suntory Yamazaki distillery near Osaka, and six years later, The very first Japanese whiskey was born. Well, as you probably know, 10 years can pass quickly. And as Masataka came to the end of his decade term with Suntory, his beloved wife Rita encouraged him to pursue his dream his dream of opening his very own Japanese whiskey distillery. And so they did in Hokkaido. An area Masataka thought perfectly suited for a distillery with clean water, fresh air, and a climate he thought was similar to the Scottish Highlands. His distillery was founded in 1934, and while Masataka's very first whiskey was maturing, he and Rita supported themselves by selling juice from local apple orchards. And Rita also taught piano and she gave English lessons. Masataka named his company Dai Nippon Kaju, or the Great Japanese Juice Company. He eventually shortened the name to Nika. Ah, are things starting to sound familiar? Because Suntory and Nika, they've been whiskey rivals pretty much ever since. Now, because Masataka Taketsuru learned the art and skills and science of whiskey in Scotland, Japanese whiskey characteristics can be similar. But the Japanese have this, this marvelous way of, of taking existing products or inventions and somehow remaking them. Not as in reinventing the wheel, but as in, I don't know, making it really shiny. But this, so far, is all happening across the oceans Japanese whiskey. 
What actually happened in recent years to promote it to the powerhouse category, here I'm using air quotes, Japanese whiskey, that it now enjoys? What was it? Well, after all, there's only a few whiskey varieties that really enjoy such a, a high-profile notoriety. Bourbon, scotch, Irish whiskey, Canadian whiskey, but now also Japanese whiskey. Well, three things made this happen. First and foremost, a lot of it is very, very good. If it wasn't, I wouldn't even be telling you about it. Second... Now, were you paying attention? In 2013, Suntory, remember them? The ones who, under Masataka Taketsuru's guidance, made the first Japanese whiskey? Yeah, that's them. Well, in 2013, Suntory purchased Beam Inc. That's American Jim Beam, Beam Incorporated, for 16 billion, with a B, dollars. Yeah, yeah, I know. But I tell you, if anybody came knocking on my company door and handed me a check for $16 billion, I would say, thank you very much, and hand them the keys. But but, but Suntory wasn't about to change up Jim Beam, which incidentally is still operating under its seventh generation of family lineage, family lineage master distillers. No, no, what Suntory was after... What they were looking for was a portfolio. You know, Beam makes a lot more than just Jim Beam. They were looking, Suntory was looking for that portfolio, and they were looking for a distribution giant. Now, today, Suntory Beam is the third largest liquor company in the entire world. And if that wasn't enough... In 2014, Suntory's Yamazaki Sherry Cask was named the best whiskey in the world for that year. And I can tell you that probably really ticked off a lot of Scotsmen and a lot of Irishmen and perhaps some people here in America. And demand for Japanese whiskey after that, it's just been growing ever since. Right now, we Americans seem to love all things Japanese. And American tourism to Japan, it's more than quadrupled since 2012. Come on, sushi, Daiso Japan stores, Hello Kitty, and Japanese whiskey. So where to begin? Oh, well, Japanese whiskey prices can vary widely, and so can the characteristics from Suntory Toki at about $30, about 30 bucks a bottle, to Yami 8-year for 65 all the way to Nika 21-year pure malt for 500 and and more than that. If you can find them, try them. Start with one that's affordable. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Wait, what do I mean if you can find them? Well, that's kind of a tricky conundrum. And you may actually read here and there about this or that Japanese variety being, air quotes again, discontinued. It, it's not so much that they're being discontinued as they are, well, sold out. And it takes time to make more. Remember, you can't make instant whiskey. So when the current stocks of 10-year XYZ brand of Japanese whiskey are sold, the distillery may choose to take the stock they currently have in barrels and blend them to make another, I'm sure very tasty, variety. 
And this is where you end up with NAS bottles or non-age statements. But oh my goodness, that's that's just a subject for another time. It's it's cherry blossom season. My tree is on the verge of singing the praises of spring. So how about getting a bottle of Japanese whiskey and toasting to its very own progenitor, the man who made Japanese whiskey a lovely, lovely reality for us all. Masataka Taketsuru. Slansha. Now, if you're enjoying this show, please subscribe. Rate the show five stars on iTunes. We're available on your favorite directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. You can find us at Believe.com. That's B-L-E-A-V.com and at Believe Podcasts. You can also follow me, the Whiskey Mistress, on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and Instagram. You know, I really wanted to give you uh, a, a whiskey cocktail recipe today that, that ties in with the whole cherry blossom Japanese theme. And uh, and so I came up with something here, and I'd like to call it the, uh, the cherry blossom mistress, if I may. Um, you need, uh, let's see, one, two, three, four... Eh, five with the, the garnish. Let's let's talk about five ingredients. You need a good Japanese whiskey. And really, the, the one I'm going to recommend for you here is the Suntory Toki. It's affordable. It's about $30 a bottle. It's a, it's a very light whiskey. It's probably very different than um, most whiskeys you've tasted before, especially if you're a bourbon or rye lover. This one's very light. It's it's uh, it's a little citrusy and it's a little floral, and I think it lends itself to this particular cocktail very very well. Now, don't get me wrong; you can get loads of Japanese whiskeys out there that have more depth of flavor, but for the spring and for this particular cherry blossom cocktail. I think the Suntory Toki is the one to go with. So we're going to have Suntory Toki. We're going to have elderflower liqueur. The most commonly used one is Saint Germain. I got nothing negative to say about that. It's absolutely fantastic in every facet. Um, a little bit of uh, sweet and sour mix. I highly recommend that you make your own. If you absolutely must, you can uh, purchase one of those pre-made mixes. But anytime you use homemade syrups, um, it, it, the, the cocktail is going to be just exponentially better. So we've got uh, that. We've also got some cherry bitters. That should be easy to find at your your local Big Happy Juice store. And the, the, the last the last ingredient there would be the garnish. And I, I'd like to see you use not the, the bright red maraschino cherries. I know they're pretty, and actually I know we all secretly enjoy them. But I'd like to see you go with a Luxardo or Filthy Cherry. Um, they're darker. They, they have a little bit less firmness to them, but they taste like cherry lifesavers. And they're amazing. And the, the juice, the, the, the syrup that they're, they're, they're resting in, you can actually use as an ingredient in this cocktail. Um, as part of the uh, the part of the garnish, so here we go into a lovely tall glass. Um, I want you to put two ounces. Just build this in the glass. Don't worry about shaking and straining. Just build it in the glass. Don't put the ice in yet. I have this theory that if you put the ingredients into the glass before you put the ice in, then when you put the ice in, it kind of stirs it for you and. Um, that's the lazy way, and I'm standing by it. <laughs> so let's go with two ounces of Suntory Toki whiskey, a half ounce of the Saint Germain 
elderflower liqueur, a half ounce of your hopefully homemade sweet and sour mix, and three dashes of cherry bitters. Put that in your glass and uh, add, add the ice, and then garnish it with a Luxardo or a filthy cherry. Drizzle just a tiny bit of the syrup from those cherries on top of your cocktail. And if you've got it, if you've got a cherry blossom tree, put one of those in there as well. You know those cherry blossoms are edible as well as being beautiful. So make it a Japanese spring. And by the way, I just want you to know, this, this proves that I talk about more than just American craft whiskey. <laughs> this whole show has been about the Japanese whiskey. It's fascinating. And um, as a side note, uh, Rita Cohen, there's a lovely, lovely story going along with Rita Cohen, uh, Masataka Taketsuru's wife. She has her own sort of legacy that I just don't have time to go into today, but I will another time. She has a fascinating story, and it's, it's a story about, about love and support and her own efforts and her own successes and how that even though they, they were not able to have children of their own, but they still managed to... Um, to assimilate a family and have an heir to 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 pass on their business. Um, it's fascinating. I'll get into that another time. But in the meantime, I want you to toast to spring. If you have a cherry blossom tree, I'm so happy for you, and I hope it's beautiful for you. I wish you a lovely, lovely day. And here's to everything Japanese, everything that Masataka Taketsuru made possible for us, and here's certainly to cherry blossom trees everywhere. Get on down to drink some whiskey, y'all! <laughs> All those amazing sound bites, bumps, and music, well, those are provided to me courtesy of the amazingly talented rock band Hurricane Sugar. You can find them on Instagram at, at HurricaneSugarLA or on the internet at HurricaneSugar.com. Thanks, fellas. Thanks for listening. Join me next week on Believe in the Whiskey Mistress right here on the Believe Podcast Network. The Whiskey Mistress And it's a show She knows us Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.